0: intense thrilling electrifying sport on the planet mixed martial arts you've been looking for the definitive podcast to call your new home to hear everything about it the search is over this is the mma anomaly show no filter Bringing you the hottest MMA breakdowns straight from the heart of the octagon. This show is all about MMA breakdowns for fans by fans. We're talking UFC, MMA, and the occasional big boxing match. We'll bring our unique take on how these fights are going to play out and who we think are the best bets. Welcome to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. And now your hosts, Olin aka mma anomaly and emiliano aka jive turkey nano
1: what is up fight fans welcome back to another episode of the mma anomaly show no filter you heard the man i'm the host olin aka mma anomaly with me as always is the co-host with the most Job Turkey, Nano. How we doing, brother?
2: Doing great, brother. The New Year's off to a fantastic start. We're halfway through the week. Or actually, no, it's only Tuesday. Feels like we're halfway through it. Rocking and rolling, baby. Feeling good, brother. Good to see you. How we doing? Absolutely. Loving loving that backdrop, brother. Look at that. You're coming together, baby. Like a picture frame. Let's go. It is starting to come
1: together, you know. We got some fun pictures in the backdrop. Everything from cat superheroes to... Sketched superheroes to anime to UFC posters, all the way down to Luke Skywalker uh, on a father-son fishing trip with his good old dad, Darth Vader. Spoiler oh, alert for those of you who have never seen. uh,
2: <laughs> Wait a second! The Star Wars yet?
1: <laughs> Let's what go! up chat. We have an actual UFC fighter in the chat. Let's go! Here we go. And if you are on Twitch, make sure you go give the man a follow at Touch and Go One Seventy. Thank you for being here, brother. We appreciate it. So uh, in this episode, we are actually going to do something a little bit different than we ever have. Typically, uh, you know, the Monday episode or the Tuesday episode, if we don't make it on Monday, is us reacting to last weekend's fight. Since there was no fight card last weekend, we don't really have much to react to, right? Uh, Unless you want us to react to Conor McGregor's uh, (laughs) and wine sip, which it's not a whole lot to react to other than. Probably not going to happen at 185 pounds. Am I right? Uh, you right. So, yeah, in this episode, we, we don't have a fight card to react to. So we are going to be giving our picks on who we think are going to end up being the champions in each respective weight class. And, yes, that is Randy Rude Boy Brown in the chat. Leo, <sighs> so happy the people know. My goodness. Yeah, this guy's an absolute legend. Um, I joined his stream he was a pleasure to chat with, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, I feel like I'm completely losing my show flow here because I'm a bit starstruck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a man of the people. We love to see it. Go follow him on Twitch, get all the updates, check him out. Good channel, good content. Uh, what up, everybody else? Tico Tech, Leo Leach. We got Matt Max, as always. Great to see you all, man. Let's ready to jump on in. Like I said, a little different, you know, start off the year a little unique here, but I like it, man. That's what it's all about. A little downtime uh, a little sad that you know we haven't had some UFC cards to break down, but we got some ahead of us. But not to get too far ahead, because this time of year, you know, we do our awards, we recap. But now it's a, it's about looking forward, right? It's about putting on our little Houdini act here and trying to predict what's this year going to look like. We know there's some exciting UFC events, right? We got the big three Hundo to look forward to. Um, we got the first uh, Vegas Sphere event. Hopefully that goes as uh, Dana White is typing it up to be but um yeah brother I'm excited to cover this and we'll keep the receipts see if uh, the, our future champs end up uh you know living up to the bill
1: dude absolutely um I again take take these picks with a grain of salt it's very hard to predict the champions not because of you know the the folks that we're we're going to be banking on here it's not a lack of skill for these fighters right Um, If they don't end up getting the belt, it's more of a lack of meritocracy and and politics. Let's let's call a spade a spade here, folks, because that's what we do here on the no filter show. Uh, So with that being said, I say we go ahead and just start off with a bang. Uh, Everybody loves the heavyweight division. So why don't we go ahead and dive right the hell in with UFC heavyweight champion? uh, And obviously the way that these futures bet works uh, is The person that we name or that we choose has to be champion on December 31st of 2024. So, aka December 31st this year, the person we name has to be champion of this given weight class. Nano, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Who do you have for heavyweight? I feel like it might be one of the rare occasions where we actually agree with one another.
2: Oh, baby. I don't know, man. I don't know. I might go rogue on this one, brother. I don't know if you let me go first because I'm the heavier guy have the bigger stomach here, but we'll let that one slide. <laughs> no, but, but um, in all seriousness, the heavyweights, man, banger of a division, a lot of excitement, man, a lot of juice, a lot of moxie going on in that division right now. Right. I mean, we're talking about a few guys at the top. I'm talking about two unfamiliar names. Well, one is the new champ. So maybe not, not maybe not too unfamiliar, but we got Tom and a- Tom Aspinall, Tommy boy, uh, as the favor going into the year. And I am using, our preferred sports book, DraftKings. Huge shout out if you're listening. Sign us. Um, Tom Aspinall, plus 175. He's the champ. So they're assuming he's going to retain that for the next calendar year. Do we think that's going to happen? I mean, boy, let me tell you, he is talented, right? He does have all the fixings to not only gain the belt like he did in that kind of fashion, but he does have all the pedigree to retain it, to defend it, and still and continue to go on his reign but like you said, brother, it all boils down to some of that uh, pol- politics. Some of that goes on for sure, and it's also timing and who's available and how how active is he going to be, right? I, aside from all that, if he's going to fight anyone, it looks like Jahlton Almeida at plus two hundred is the next favorite. That shocks me, brother. I'll be honest; I was not expecting to see Jahlton, the the rock star, the freaking guy that's on a uh, you know SpaceX. Uh, rocket ship right now. guy is going to the moon, man. This guy is extremely talented, looks tough as nails, has every way to finish you. Again, his ground game is next level. That would be something to see, man. Two heavyweights throwing down, getting on the ground, throwing up some leg bars, and obviously they got the hands, you know that, but oh boy, that is a fun matchup. Man, curious to see if they end up making that and who walks away, because I do think no matter what, out of those two, fine you know badass gentleman I do think it's going to boil down to who's going to fight John Jones I do think he's going to try to fight this year as soon as he's healthy I think he's going to jump right into a camp and he's going to try to either go after Tommy who hey man if you're active on social media you've been seeing John uh, John's not liking what Tom Aspinall is saying there as he is holding the interim championship John Jones at plus 450 ladies and gentlemen let me tell you. If he's going to fight this year, John Jones is not going to lose. And I don't think he loses to Tommy Aspinall or Gileton Almeida. I, maybe I'm going rogue here. Maybe I, that's just the fanboy in me. Maybe it's just a little bit of what John was saying online. But all things considered, this is going to be an exciting year for the heavyweight division. My pick is John Jones at plus 450. It's a
1: good odds, brother. I like that. I like it a lot. I mean, it's hard to argue. Uh, getting John Jones at plus odds, any way you slice it, is a, a pretty solid thing, right? Um, but that being said, you know I'm a certified John Jones hater. I'm actually the president of the John Hol- uh, the John Jones hater uh, fan club. Uh, it's a fact. Um, at John Jones haters on Twitter, you can give us a follow. No, I'm kidding. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> but I I've, I'm not a fan of John Jones uh, because I was always a fan of Rashad Evans. And yeah, no, there was that falling out. And, and from there, you know, the, the rest, as they say is history. So who is my money on, uh, who is my hard earned money going to be on when it comes to this one? And there's a number of ways you could go, you know, Stipe Miocic plus 1000. Um, but you know, he also has maybe one fight left in him on this and, and that's going to be against John Jones, which Four years ago, I thought maybe he had a shot at winning that fight, but nowadays, probably not so much. Age is not on his side. Uh, and John Jones is still a young man considering the uh, amount of tread he's already had. Uh, so I got to go with Tommy Aspinall here. I think uh, even at plus 175, he's the safe bet. Realistically, I don't think John Jones beats him if they fight A. And B, I don't think John Jones fights anybody not named Steve Bamiocic. I think if Stipe doesn't take the fight this year, John Jones sells off into the sunset and retires. Um, So for that reason, I got to go Tommy Aspinall, Leo Leach. As you stated, I'm pretty biased towards AKA guys. And uh, I know you're biased towards British guys. I really like the British guys too here. uh, And and you'll see that across the night. So again, my pick on this one is going to be Tommy Aspinall. And uh, when it comes to, So we're going to be basically doing a single bet on each of these, a very small single bet. And then uh, with whoever we like for like our top two or top five, depending on how confident we are in some of these, um, we're going to put together a little parlay of futures as well and put a little unit on that, or maybe a half unit on that. Um, We'll keep you posted as the night goes on though. So moving into the next one, we have the men's UFC light heavyweight champion come December 31st. No, no. You want to take the lead on this one or you want me to take the lead? Uh,
2: Maybe we'll ping pong a little bit. I'll let you set the tone on this one, brother. What you
1: thinking? So when it comes to the light heavyweight, and I appreciate you passing me the lead on this one. Um, Again, this is one where there's so many viable options all the way down to Jan Blackowicz, who's plus seven thousand five hundred odds right now. Uh, Just absolutely wild. Johnny Walker, also a viable pick. Um, Khalil Roundtree Jr., plus 3,500, a viable pick. Uh, Alexander Rakic, plus 800, viable pick. Jamal Hill, plus 300, viable pick. Alex Pajeda, he's the current champion, plus 200, viable pick. Uh, <laughs> getting the current champion at plus odds is always fun. Um, which is, you know, understandable why you took the champ at plus odds, plus 450 for fucking John Jones. Good on you. Um, but I just can't bring myself to do it because I still think that Alex Pereira, uh, Pereira is a God, I hate to say it out loud, but he's somewhat of a one trick pony, right? He's got the left hook of death and he's also got a leg kick that's really nasty. But I mean, you take those things away and what do you got? A deficiency for takedown defense, I'd say. So, realistically, I'm going to do the exact thing that you did. I'm going to go one row down from the left here, take the plus 450. Exact same odds you took Johnny Boy at. And I'm going to say Magomed Ankulaev. Um, Magomed Ankalaev, I know he's not the, you know, He's not the Disney princess. He's he's not even the fuck. He's not a valedictorian here. He's not winning any kind of popularity contest. But I think the man is terrifying. I think he gets it done over uh, anybody not named John Bones Jones. It's a good thing for him. John Jones will never make 205 again. So who's your fucking pick? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Magomed is not the home uh, homecoming king by any means. He's not winning any popularity contest like you mentioned. But that is a great name i mean he is a magomed he does have a lot of the great skills and for whatever reason it just this hasn't showed up right it's like he has all the skills like i'm sure that guy as a training partner as as someone that's you know getting down um in sparring probably an absolute animal i mean dude does everything great he's big he's strong he's smart It's something just doesn't click sometimes, right? So I think you're showing your hand a little bit, brother, for our episode tomorrow. Spoiler alert, y'all. I think we know who uh, this man's leaning (laughs) as he has a tough matchup against Johnny Black Label Walker this upcoming Saturday. That's going to be a big one, right? I think looking at these odds now, boy, let me tell you, if Johnny Walker wins that, he may go up to those plus four, plus, you know, 500 odds. So to get Johnny Walker now, if you're... You're keen on uh, you know, that that man, that, you know, that savage of a human being, that funny individual, the guy that's finally putting it together, the guy that we've talked about maybe almost what five, seven years ago about the next up and coming light heavyweight champion. Maybe that time's finally come. Maybe it's his tight. Maybe it's his tight. I don't know. Uh something's gonna give, brother, but as I am uh, now finally you know as I stop stalling because that's what you're seeing here ladies and gentlemen I don't know man you mentioned a lot of viable uh, options <laughs> a lot of viable options in this heavyweight division brother and thank you uh Rick there for the extra assistance but all things considered man there's one double champ there's one guy with one ultimate trump card he's got the uh he's got the the rare charizard he's got the uh he's got the left hand. Kiss of death, brother. I'm talking about Alex Powhatan Baheda at plus 200 odds. It's not great odds. So maybe you want to parlay this with another one. But all things considered, man, I just don't see anybody beating him. I just don't.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to call out Mad Max Meridian in the chat here with his joke. He said, Trump card? Is Colby moving up? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: that would be the Uh-oh, Trump-sponsored so card good.
2: for sure.
3: So
2: good. Kickstarts <laughs> his a. Is a presidential campaign Dana sponsors a UFC event? It's just UFC Trump. Wouldn't be surprised. Might happen. Um, but I think you're looking at right is Alex going to beat Jamal Hill? And the things Jamal's talking about in in regards to you know how he's just kind of shows no respect to Alex's kickboxing to his power to what he's accomplished thus far. He's really he really writes him off in my opinion and talks about just being a, a pure MMA fighter where I do see a lot of that. And I think even just in terms of technique, it's, it's not always the most fundamentally sound doesn't look the prettiest, but Jamal Hill is an individual with a lot of power. Someone I have a lot of respect for someone that you love to watch someone you want to root for. seems like a cool dude just to hang out with outside the octagon, maybe blaze one up, you know, spar a little bit, talk some, uh, UFC stuff or whatever the hell else he's into, maybe other sports. But, um, yeah, cool guy, but all things considered, I mean, Alex is next level, brother. I mean, that guy, he's proven to be able to go in there, go tit for tat. And Jamal is literally saying, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try and knock him out. Like, I don't care about anything else. That's not a game you want to play, brother. I'm sorry. I just, yes, you know, if someone tells you they're going to go climb Mount Everest, I'm like, I'm probably I'm probably taking the mountain. I mean, that's that's quite a feat, brother. That's, that's no walk in the park, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Can't just get off the couch and say, I'm going to go run a marathon. Say, so you're, you're probably not. You're probably, you're probably not. <laughs> it's
1: maybe, a pessimistic take it one me. mile at a time, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. slow, slow your roll. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Uh, Got to jump into the chat real quick and, and just point out Drew. Mystic Drew here. Who's ready for the first car without USADA? Steroids are back, baby.
2: Let's go. Um, Juice them up,
1: boys. <laughs> folks, take that statement to the bank. USADA yes. has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great to see you, Drew. Um, Dropping bombs. Love good it. Good to
1: see you as always. And uh, yeah, I mean, whether you're with us for International Fight Week or you're just there for World Series of Poker, either way, we'll see you in Vegas uh, in, in a handful of months and we're looking forward to it, brother. Let's uh, go. So, moving down the line. I mean, it sounds like you're going with Poeton there, right? Yes, Obviously. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't right, can't go any well. other way, brother. <laughs>
1: We're not mad at it. We're not mad at it. So uh, you've got poets on. I've got my med. And when it came to it's funny because literally we swap places on the DraftKings layout, at least on the desktop, I picked first, you picked third. Then on the second weight class, I picked first or I picked third and you picked first. Just, just kind of hilarious how we, uh, even when we don't agree, we end up just kind of swapping places here. So moving we down do find the line, a way. <laughs> we do find a way. Uh, men's UFC middleweight champion at the end of the year, Nano. Let us hear it, brother.
2: This is another fun division, brother. Another fun division stacked. Shocking to see that Comzat is the running favorite, ladies and gentlemen, at plus 100, more likely than Alex Baheda to be the champion at the end of the year. Is this finally the year of the wolf? Oh. that That's my wolf, howl. Man, I don't know. I, I gotta, I gotta I didn't, assume. I didn't have
1: any wolf things queued up? Best I got a <laughs> lion. That's all I got.
2: <laughs> well, and I think, I think there's a lion waiting in the. I think there's a wounded lion waiting in the wings. There, he's waiting on the vast safari, uh, Sahara <laughs> desert. And I think that's our boy, Izzy Adesanya. I think if, if he sees, so I, so this is how I think it's going to go here. I'm going to play a little bit of Tetris, right? Cause I think there is a scenario. I love Sean and I do think he can potentially beat Drakas Duplessis, but Drakas Duplessis, man, even watching them next to each other, that's a big, that's a big boy, big boy with some power. And it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, he, after his surgery, I mean, he dude look like an absolute world beater against Robert Whitaker, which I don't think a lot of people can do that to Rob, period. So that does deserve its credit. I wouldn't be surprised if DDP wins potentially. And you throw in a Comzat in the mix. I mean, boy, oh boy. Let me tell you, Comzat is a problem for a lot of people. And because of the ground game, Comzat can potentially... Get the edge out the five round de- decision on a DDP, maybe even Sean as well. That's that's kind of the reality. I mean, the odds are there. Vegas must be seeing something. DraftKings would obviously see something as well. Who am I to s- go against that? I do have all the utmost respect for all these individuals. They're all badass mofo's. All deserving to be champion. All deserving to be in contention. Boy, oh boy, this makes it for a fun division. But there is that one guy, and it's Izzy Adesanya. Is he gonna go into? Is he gonna channel that, um, that dark night kind of energy? Right after he gets beat by Bane, who is basically Alex Baheta. Let's be honest, the man's a freak. He was born in the dark. But now, is he spending his time you in the dark?
1: Adapted to the darkness. <laughs> I was born in it. Molded in it. <laughs> oh, I was molded in the octagon. <laughs> Oh, you were getting your diaper changed. I was pulling half guard on people and then sweeping to top position in full mount.
2: (laughs) Let's go. We're going to need to clip that. Uh, But yeah, so, I mean, Bane's gone. Okay. Now, Dark Knight rises again. Okay. Against the big bad wolf. And I see that matchup at some point this year. Combs offers Izzy. That is probably the biggest fight you can make in the UFC right now. Let's be honest. Put it on any fight card anywhere on the planet. Put it on freaking moon. People are going to go. People are going to watch in. People are going to tune in for that. I'm telling you. And I do think Izzy just... I mean, what better arc? What better comeback story? What 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 way to win, go off, and make a comic book about your life and you know, join the Marvel Universe? I mean, what better way to go out than that, right? I mean, that feels like that's I- Izzy's destiny. I'm going off on a tangent now. I mean, it's the Izzy fan in me, but I think some of the time away, I think all things considered, if he decides he wants to come in and and get that belt back, I think he can do it, man. But he's going to have to take it from Collins. And I do think that is going to be the scenario. I think, I think DDP might win. I think Collins might be him. There's going to be a lot of fluctuation and Izzy might come and say, yo, let me, let me take back. What's mine.
1: You like that? You like that? I like that. I like that a lot. And I, we just got the green light from Tico Tech LLC here. He said, "I believe Kamzat comes." F- well, let's see here. He said, "I believe Kamzat comes from the Arabic Hamza, which means lion." So, lion sound might work. You know what I'm saying? He's got that um, lion in him. So, I mean, it sounds like you have two contenders in mind. It sounds like you're basically between Adisanya and Hamza Shabayev.
2: I believe so. I believe so. Uh, Leaning Izzy, though. Leaning Izzy there. Taking Izzy for the cake.
1: Again, again, got to lean into the Bane thing here and and just say, you know, you've merely adapted to the octagon. I was born here. I've been making predictions since before you watched the sport. Uh, (laughs) Right, you are, Cotton. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) So um, with that being said, I am actually going to throw a curveball here. I'm gonna throw a complete curveball. I'm gonna go with someone that's sitting at plus one thousand five hundred here odds. I'm I'm gonna do something crazy, folks. I'm gonna go all in, and I'm gonna go on Brendan all in. Allen, I think Ooh-wee. the man is uh, is an absolute stud. I think he's underrated as heck, and um, I, I think it's gonna be one of those years where he gets his flowers. You know, originally the, the top name on my list here was Bo, not a dime, not a penny, not a quarter, Bo Nickel. Um, but I also know that right now, I get it. Nickel is stronger than aluminum. That's why he's a bit of a can crusher right now. Um, you know, you're not going to get a title shot fighting the names that he's fighting. Um, it, it's It's just a fact. And with that also being said, I mean, looking at Bo Nickel right now, like, I think he's an an absolute beast. I think he has pretty much everything he needs to be a world champion. But again, Cody Brundage is somehow the most dangerous fight of his MMA career and a fight that makes no sense in his MMA career currently on the trajectory he's on. So a win over Cody Brundage gets him no closer to the title than he is today. A loss to Cody Brundage completely derails the hype train. Brendan in Allen, however, has faced a who's who. He's faced studs. Okay? So, here's the thing. I simply think that he is going to go up there and just murk whoever stands in front of him. Um, and I think if he has a, a show-stopping performance in his next bout, he'll probably call for the title. He's a very active fighter. Typically fights at least two to three times a year. With three fights, I don't think it's crazy to think he can talk his way and walk his way into a title shot with by December 31st. <laughs> Damn, sir, get it done. If it's over a Sean Strickland or even an Israel Addison, yeah, I think he's a bad style matchup for those guys on the ground. Um, I'd like to think Mad Max Meridian here would back me up because he has very underrated grappling skills. And uh, Mad Max is definitely more of a, a Matt stud than I am. So, yeah, my money, my hard-earned money is going to be on Brendan All In Allen on this one. Ooh,
2: I like that, brother. That's not a bad bet to go all in on again at plus fifteen hundred odds, ladies and gentlemen. That's fantastic. And to put in comparison, you mentioned that individual, Bo Nickel, Bo for show. He's a dog. We all know this, but at plus five fifty. My goodness! I mean, let's 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 talk about this a little bit because I do think both of these guys are in the same bucket in the sense that they are not one fight away from the title, but maybe two. Okay, both for sure two, maybe three. Let's be honest. I mean, he's already queued up yeah, against I mean, Cody Brundage. You're
1: a lot of good graces, brother. <laughs> yeah,
2: like I mean, the Cody Brundage matchup again. He has to go out there and just demolish him. To maybe make it so obvious that, hey, I need a top 10, top 15 guy. Maybe he gets some of that Benoit, Benoit, uh, Benoit Saint-Denis treatment or Benoit Saint-Denis, excuse me, um, where, yeah, like, you know, he, he is able to make that jump real quick here. Mad Max, nothing will beat us talking about Bane. Then camera pans the crowd and dude is wearing a Bane shirt.
1: So yeah. when you were you were, I think you were busy like one of the weekends and me and Mad Max jumped on, did a live stream watching the fights literally we talked about bane i did a bane impression and then as we're watching the fights the camera cuts to a dude wearing a bane shirt oh, shit. it was just like the timing was <laughs> fucking impeccable
2: <laughs> was i incredible. love that i love that that is a hysteric. i mean it's great timing that's yeah you know.
1: was like you're talking about me <laughs> <laughs> you
0: speak of me
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> butcher it. <laughs> That's why my voice cracks. But um yeah, I mean again, so great odds. I mean, from a from a you know, bending perspective, might be worth throwing a uni, half a uni at Brendan Allen plus 1,500. Because I do want to say the other thing as well is hey, if you would have talked about this last year, I mean, uh-huh. Sean Strickland, great example. Someone who's floated around in that top conversation was a win or two away. But answer the bell, right? And if you're ranked fourth, fifth, which, hey, at any point this year, Brendan Allen, I'm certain can make that jump. Bo Nickel, I think it's going to take a little extra push. Maybe some Dana White privilege, but yeah, that means go untouch this upcoming bout. Get back in there ASAP so you can then maybe, like you mentioned, brother, get in that third time of year, which is tough. I mean, this guy's a perfectionist. He's, he's, a, he's an athlete. I'm sure he's willing to go coming from that wrestling background. But at this, this level, you can't you can't just walk into fights. And I think Brendan Allen Allen would take like a, um, what is it, a short notice fight yeah, over saying, Bo Nickel. I don't see Bo Nickel doing he that.
1: Also, be a stand in. He would be far more willing on short notice to be a stand in and be a backup fighter. Facts. And that gets, we've seen in the past two years that that apparently gets you title fights.
2: Sometimes your best ability is availability, my brother. That's life. That's not just the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> So I like, I like, I like where your head's out there. I think that's a good bet. I think if I was looking at, if I was going to chase some good odds, Brendan all, all in Allen would be where I'd be all in on my um, draft Kings bet as well, brother.
1: And, and can we just call a spade a spade here? Thanks for bringing this up, Mad Max Meridian. He said, I'm not sure about the title, but I think he's a stud. Absolutely. Would love to see Allen against Bo, even though he has the Vittori fight. So two things to take away from that. One, Bo versus Allen as, as Philip J. Fry would say in Futurama, shut up and take my money. Like, that's a fucking fight, kids. Um, two, you're right. Alan is fighting Vittori, which brings me to my next reasoning behind picking him at plus 1,500 odds. A win over Vittori gets you to a title eliminator shot. A dominant finish over Vittori who has not been finished by either of the people who've recently held the belt gets you at least talks for the title or for that shot. So I personally think that uh, if he goes out there and he dominantly beats the the man from Mordor himself, then, I mean, he should be able to talk himself into a title shot here. Um, moving down the list, we got the men's UFC welterweight belt. Now, this one is one that... Uh, you know, I, I went back and forth on, but I, I had to go with plus 5,000. Kobe Covington, cue up the current angle. Music. No, I'm kidding. I, I couldn't do that. Even if I actually somehow believed it, I, I couldn't do it. Um, I did have an interesting one on this one, though. Uh, people probably aren't going to love it. But it is what it is. I'm going Islam Makachev at plus 500 here. Um, Yeah. I mean, fun fact, Islam Makachev, when he first came to AKA and had a spar, the first guy he sparred was a young man that you might have heard of. His nickname's Rocky. He's a UFC fighter. Um, Leon Rocky Edwards. That was the first guy Islam sparred when he came over from Dagestan to AKA. Um, and, you know, Javier literally told him, he's like, watch out for this guy's head kick. And, uh, you know. He shot a double leg on him and, and there you go. So I'm sorry, Leo. I know you love Lee. I know you love Leon. I mean, like you guys almost share a name, right? Um, but I, I can't, I can't get on the wagon. Like I like Leon Edwards. My penned tweet is a Leon Edwards edit, uh, but Islam Makachev is a bad matchup for everyone in that division. And you're giving me plus 500 odds on him when he's talking about going up and trying to take that belt for his own? I got to take that bet. I just got to take that bet, man. I feel like for me, that one's money in the bank. Man,
2: that's great. I mean, so you think he's going up. You what think is Islam
1: going to do? Leo Leach said, dude, what is Islam going to do? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to destroy a man that's bigger than him.
2: Oh, man, I mean, Islam's exactly a big boy. What though.
1: Alexander Volkanovsky wanted to do.
2: Yeah. Islam is a big boy. I mean, Islam probably walks around closer to that 170 or uh, similar to those other 170 pounders, I should say. Right. Yeah. Um, but Leon is a big 170 pounder as well. I mean, dude is packed to the gills with muscle. And I don't know where he, he is. ends up cutting all the weight. But yeah. Um, Boy oh boy that is so man I think the only thing that like not necessarily I would say if if Islam does end up going up I mean it's hard to bet against that man like that dude is a savage he has all the tools even if this guy's a little bit bigger he's not going to be stronger and he's not going to be more technically sound in most areas I mean Islam can get hit that can happen anywhere with any fighter for that matter but um Leon is a great champion, and, and he's he's making himself known in today's day and age. I mean, his story is fantastic. Dude's an absolute beast. Love his moxie, everything he's bringing to the table now. I, I do think he'll beat Bilal. I mean, I don't think that'll be that hard of uh, work for our boy Leon, as he's kind of already proven the last time they fought before the get old poking in the eye. But, um, man, I'll tell you what, though, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Chovkox. It's a motherfucking problem, okay? That is my guy who, if I'm putting money towards anybody, I I, I think I got to go Shafkot. And my only knock against Islam is that I just, he may not go up. Like Drew said, he may just stay in his division, brother. He may not make that climb just yet. I mean, he's got his hands full, right? I mean, Justin Gaethje's there. What if our boy DP puts away Benoit Saint-Denis? Then what? He's got to get a title shot. Is this (coughs) I'm just going to go running from from Diamond? Oh man. Yeah,
1: I mean there's he wouldn't be the first person that ran from diamond. Let's let's call ooh, his media. unless are you he vacates at, it. Are Maybe you at he vacates Diaz?
2: it. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe he looks at like I could be Birdie beat him, but no, I don't know, man. There's a lot of juice in that lightweight division. There's a lot of dogs. I
1: like, I like what Tico and Islam. said here. Yeah, That's Saruki and Versus Islam mm-hmm. rematch would be really nice. Um we got Mad Max saying Nano gets it. And He also said Leon is huge. It's kind of not talked about as much as it should be. So Leon is huge in a sense that he's very densely compacted muscle. He's very strong for the weight class. Um, That being said, he's only got a four inch reach advantage on Islam. Who's the weight class lower than him champion. So he's not supremely long. He doesn't have the John Jones effect going for him, but he is big and he's built like uh, just like an upside down triangle, right? Like he's a fucking monster of a man, but Here's the thing, Um, Islam isn't the only name on the tip of my tongue. He's just one of my wild card picks, right? Like I love Islam, and I think if he does go up, it's his for the taking.
2: Now, plus five hundred odds—that's like that's like kind of (laughs) likely. That's where I'm like, whoa, hold on now. That means if they if he goes up, they basically think he's gonna yeah he's gonna win. So that's where it's plus five hundred if he takes that fight is really what you're asking yourself there. Oh, that's crazy.
1: Woo. But you know me. I like even crazier odds than that. The uh, like uh, plus 500, child's play. Elementary, my dear Watson. Um, instead, I'd rather go a little bit higher. I'd rather go uh, add 3,000 to that or something like that. I don't know. Maybe go maybe go a little JDM action. I think Jack Della Madeleine is an absolute stud. He's an absolute star. And I think, uh, you know, If he's able to get past our guy, Randy Rude Boy Brown, he's probably fucking championship material, folks. Um, That being said, Randy Brown was doing everything right in that fight. And it only took a half second of a mistake for JDM to capitalize on it. I think he he could probably do the same to anybody that stands inside that octagon.
2: Well, he's got to get through my boy, Gilbert Dorino Burns, man. That guy's no joke, brother. I I love Gilbert Burns. It's hard for me to ever bet
1: against. Let me ask you this. I I love that you brought that up because that is his next fight. And that's a great point. It's a very valid point. So let me say this to you. Um, Hamzat Shemaev, he's someone that is now very talked about for title shot at the very least, right? He's had one fight since that fight with Gilbert Burns. So Gilbert Burns is a needle mover, whether it's him moving a needle on you or you moving a needle from beating him. Now, Hamzat went the distance with him and, and got all this praise as a warrior. If JDM goes out there and beats him. Like stunningly beats him. Come on. You got to you got to put some respect on this guy's name and you got to put him in title contention. At the very least a win over Gilbert Burns, a stunning win gets him a number 1 contender shot. And then after that number 1 contender shot, boom. He's right able to jump right on into the the championship fights. So I don't know, man. For me, I, I truly feel like uh, he could be the way to go. Um, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Jack della Mandalena here and I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on Islam Akachev here. Uh, the same way that in the last one, you sprinkled a little bit on Adesanya and Hamzat.
2: Got to. Got to. I like it, brother. Spread the wealth, baby. That's not a bad idea. VDM is an absolute savage. Yeah. Gilbert Burns is a dog. I mean, that'd be a huge statement. I'm, I'm telling you. Um, the thing with JDM is, Hey, can he, can he grapple with some of these dogs? Right. I mean, there's a shop caught in front of him, Bilal's right there. What's going to happen with him next? I mean, Sean Brady's <clears throat> plus one, 1100. I mean, Ian Gary's still sitting around the wing. I mean, there's a lot of names in this division right now. So like we talked about, it's all timing, uh, uh health, right. Who's getting injured or not, who can be active this year and who can make it to the end to be with you know within arm's reach of that title or contention it's gonna be exciting to watch it's an arms race man there's a lot of dogs in this race too so can't wait
1: absolutely uh versus brady would definitely be a fun fight so i think i mean i understand why you'd want to keep asking for that one mad max and also i mean jdm versus Shovcott oh god
2: just injected into my veins yeah, Shaw got and I mean line him up with anybody, brother. I mean But,
1: but I mean, like people, it, it's a perfect thing because people keep saying, like, well, Shovgot keeps getting these, you know, these strikers, but like, what happens if you give him a striker that's stronger than him? And not like on the other end of the age spectrum. Give him JDM. The answers yeah. both those questions. People keep asking what happens when JDM fights a really elite grappler? i say Shavkat is a pretty fucking elite grappler. So, I, I again, we kill two birds with one stone with this one, folks. Inject it into my veins. <laughs>
2: oh, boy. I know it. I can't wait. And I wonder what you do with um, if you're Ian Machado Gary, right? What do you do? I, I guess Vincente Luque, I suppose we didn't want to r- book it again or something. Or <laughs> I, I mean, think that's honestly, what Dana White said. So what do you do?
1: I mean, if I'm Ian Machado Gary, I probably ask my wife to see what she says. <laughs>
2: I should probably read that book. I think it's in chapter nine of, uh, of wags or whatever it is. Ags.
1: Wagging (laughs) it out.
2: Wagging it it out, baby. That's it.
1: (laughs) Um, These are just jokes and gags, y'all. (laughs) It's jokes and gags. Uh, Moving into the men's lightweight division here in the UFC. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways we could go here. Um, I'm not even gonna go, I'm not even gonna do a long winded one I'm just gonna let you take the take the reins on this one I'm just gonna tell you my two picks and just fucking sail off into the wind here folks um, I
2: love that I love that
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my two picks and um yeah we're basically at like the halfway point here on these uh That's
2: solid brother. I'm making progress might be ready yeah. for a shot soon then um, I was
1: gonna say I think it might be time for a shot so we'll we'll pour that up and um my first pick I'm going to go ahead and just put it in on on negative odds here. Uh, We're going to Islam Makachev, folks. It's it's the easy bet. There's a reason it's the easy bet. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. I doubt anybody's going to be able to pry the fucking belt from his cold, dead hands. But if they do, it'll be because something crazy happened, like a fatality. And if that happens, you can bet your sweet ass. It's probably going to be the same guy that gets a set fatality on... um, I don't know. A fight that got announced for UFC 299 just recently. And you know I'm talking about my guy. You know I'm talking about Dustin Poirier. I love where your head's at, Drew. I really do, Mystic Drew. He says, Justin Gaethje will be the lightweight champ.
2: I Ooh. love that.
1: And if you really, truly believe it, I think you should put 100 bucks on it because that's plus 500 odds. And that would be a fun day for you, uh, December 31st, right after Christmas. But that being said, I think he obviously rubbed somebody the wrong way or else maybe he would be getting a title contender shot against Charles Oliveira or something. But instead, Armand Sarukian is. So And that
2: is a confirmed number one confirmed contender fight?
1: number one contender fight. Winner of that fight gets the next shot at the belt.
2: Oh, shit. Gaethje, what are you doing, Bubba? Why are you dropping the bag, my guy?
1: I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it any more than you do. Where it is, where it is.
2: I wonder what he's thinking because... He's thirty-five. He knows that. Man, I mean, even Islam mentioned he would be excited to fight Gaethje. He feels like he did earn it. But maybe, I mean, is that is that card up the sleeve though? Is that maybe something that's being that we don't know about? Right. I mean, uh, that number one contender fight happens in April, April thirteenth.
1: So after my birthday.
2: Oh, here we go. Easy to remember. It's a nice little birthday present.
1: I'm just kidding. Uh,
2: London, mate. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where, boy, like, can they squeeze that in? Can they get that on the books? So then, yeah, Tico Tech, good call, man. So you can probably win that against Charles. I don't know, though, dude. I got to break that down more, more. That's that's tough to say. I mean, Charles is an absolute savage. I think people were thinking Benil was going to go in there and beat Charles. And that didn't go as planned. Charles is still a plus 350-odd favorite. Ar- Armand at plus 250. I'm with Drewski here, though. I think if I'm going anyone other than Islam, my minus three hundred, which is my first pick. Let's let's not let's be crystal clear about that. Islam minus three hundred will probably be the champ, most likely, more often than not. That's that's gonna happen. But boy, I do like a little Justin Gaethje at plus five hundred there. That's that is nice. Even Dustin at plus five hundred, brother. I'm telling you, if he goes in there and does work with Benoit... Um, you know, put some hands on him, get some good leather on him. I mean, he's going to want that number one contender shot or just he's right there. You could easily make that fight. No one's in a bad eye at it. So that might be the move, man. I, I do like I, I, Justin though is the way he's fine right now. I mean, absolute savage, absolute savage. There's a lot you can do. I wouldn't even mind seeing him fight Charles again. I mean, or Armand or Islam. I mean, run it, man. I want to see them all fight.
1: Mad <laughs> Max says, "I think Charles is going to have a size advantage too. Guy loves horses because he's built like one.
2: Yeah, he's a big boy. He's, he's a big boy. Armand's big though too, man. Like he's looks Armand strong. He's like dense.
1: Bull, like he's not long at all. He's just fucking dense.
2: Dense, dude.
1: Yeah, Armand is wide, bro. Like he just looks like he was raised on a farm, but a farm in Russia." lifting hay bales and like large humans and uh, livestock by hand. (laughs) He's huge. Um, I I feel like he just seems extremely strong. Yes, I agree. I agree with that back here. He's the old school jacked action figure. He's just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the ones that you get from dollar store.
2: Bro, I'm on MMA Mania right now and. Uh, according to Ali Abdel, Abdelaziz, Abdelaziz, Abdelaziz um, he feels like is, uh, Justin is the obvious guy. He said, "I quote: Islam has no interest he, he in fighting Charles him. or Arman after beating previously both of them." So
1: yeah, I mean, he's he, he manages both of them, so he makes hell of money if both those guys are in the title picture. Yeah, he thinks he earned um, I mean, here's the thing. Has he earned it? Maybe he beat Dustin Poirier. I personally thought the winner of that should have been the, the next title shot g- given. So yeah, I, do I think that he should be the next person to fight Islam Makachev. Absolutely. Do I think that's the way it's going to shake out? Not a chance. I think, uh, Charles Oliveira is going to fight Armand. Armand is going to dust Charles Oliveira, and then it's going to be a rematch between Armand Sarukian and Islam Makachev. Islam will have gotten better in that fight and will ultimately beat him. Then Dustin will be waiting in the reins after destroying Benoit St. Denise in round three via vicious knockout, and uh, he'll be there for the taking to go ahead and just, you know, get that fucking title shot. So that's why I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that plus 500 there, and we got a shot ready. Let's go. Oh,
2: oh, hold on. There, there
1: you go. Cheers by that. Oh, oh, bam. There we go. Shablam. Nice. So those are our lightweight picks. Sounds like you are leaning towards Justin Gagey, 100% on this one.
2: I mean, I, Islam's my number one pick. I do think Islam's probably going to end up being it. But like you said, if he goes up, if, if things get a little spunky, right, maybe he beats Justin. It's just like, yeah, I already beat those other two guys, Charles, Armand. I'm, I'm just going to go chase greatness. I'm going to go be double champ. What's up? Screw you guys. Wouldn't be surprised there. So that's number one. If I'm chasing some good money here, I do like just that plus 500, hundred percent. Yeah. I throw a uni on that. Oh yeah.
1: No matter. No matter that. So, um, cool. You got a plus 500 on Justin. I got a plus 500 on Dustin and, uh, we nice. both got a minus 300 on Islam again, mm-hmm. same exact fucking setup. Um, same, same, but different. So moving both covering our bases. Mid- both cover the bases. In different ways. Uh, Men's UFC featherweight. So this one, I mean, the easy, the easy pick is going to be Alexander Volkanovsky at plus 125 odds. It's hard to ever get somebody that's this dominant at plus odds. But you know me, when I get something this easy, I got to defer. I got to switch it up. I got to say, nah, let's do something different. So I am going to go ahead and say I have two names for this one. Okay. I have two names for this one, and, and they're for the same reason. So I'm gonna say Ilya Taporia. Because I think he actually gets it done out here over Alexander Volkanovsky. Um I think he has way more power than people think. Oh my god, then me and Drew just agree. Ilya Taporia will be the featherweight champ. Don't like Volk's odds after getting knocked out. Thanks, Drew. Love it when we agree. It's a very, very rare occasion. Fuck, I almost want to do another shot because of this. I mean, it, literally, I feel like, like am I sick right now? So Check my temperature. I feel like I must be running a fever. Um, so, yeah, me and Drew agree. Here's the thing. I, I'm taking Ilya Teporia as my confident bet. At plus 240, hard to beat those odds, especially when you're feeling as confident as I am. And he's plus odds. <laughs> Baby, sign me up. Plus 240 all fucking day. I'm taking Ilya. Now, I I did mention I have a second name, though. So, who, who, oh, who is that second name? Mad Max Meridian just said in the chat, man, I don't know, Tapuria looks mighty hittable, to which I counter, uh, I disagree. I firmly disagree with that. I think you uh, are very, very wise in many, many ways when it comes to mixed martial arts, but I'm going to give you one bit of homework, and if you come back and you have the same response, I just want to have a civil conversation with you and find out why your homework is to watch Josh Emmett versus Ilya Taporia. Ilya Teporia went out there and gave that young man a lesson in boxing. Um, and I think he might do the same exact thing to Alex. So here's the thing. I, I just, I truly think that Ilya is an absolute monster of a man. He's extremely strong. Uh, and I think Ilya Teporia is going to get the belt and then Max is going to be able to come back and beat him to get the belt that's max holloway's title shot or his path back to the title shot what the fuck drew literally what is happening right now <laughs> drew, drew toledo with the chat folks Wild card oh, for me. Yeah. max gets the belt and retires
2: you guys are oh, on the same page go. right now what is going on here what universe is this <laughs>
1: what is happening guys
2: oh i love it what is
1: what is happening
2: I love it, dude. That is a fun road. If 2024 has that in store, I am freaking juiced, y'all. That is exciting as all hell. Max, too blessed if he stressed. Holloway back with a title? That does mean the Volk era is over, which is extremely sad. I actually don't think I want to see that, really, if I'm being totally honest. Um, man, I mean, are we really just passing up Volk like that? Is he, is he no longer that guy? Are we all that nervous? Who mentioned he was nervous about him after that knockout? my brother. I mean, we're talking about the greatest pound for pound. We're talking about someone that played rugby. Okay? Someone that had 200 pounds. Someone that's fought in like four or five different weight classes. Hey, man. You know, sticks and stones may break our bones, but losses never keep us down, y'all. I just made that up. Didn't make sense, well, we'll but let it run in a little bit. That
1: got knocked
2: out. I mean, I think it, most people will get by islam makachev okay 145 155 probably 170 as well okay anyone within the 30 pound radius can get it <laughs> like come on let's let's not let that be the blemish here okay number one beat number two now number two is obsolete I don't think so I don't think that's how this works man I still don't think both the guy I, I'm just gonna have to put an end to all this this uh I'm putting an end to this obituary I am ending this eulogy. I'm not, I'm no longer digging this grave that we are putting uh, Volkanovsky in, y'all. I can't stand for it. Won't do it. Can't have it. Won't accept it. I'm going down swinging. I'm, I'm keeping Volk. I put two unis just to let y'all know I'm backing my boy. I'll do a shoey at the end of the year, too. Mark my words. Mark my words. The receipts have been said. I will do a shoey if Volk is the champ. And if Izzy's the champ, I will do double shoeys. Double shoeies, y'all. You heard it here first. Probably a new pair of shoes or or a wash of or something but <laughs> uh, Oh man. And I will say Ilya like to the point of um just from a, a boxing as a from a stand up perspective, dude is very technically sound. Dude is very clean. He does tend to kind of do what I would consider like from baseball uh, analogies, he tends to throw the walk-off punch. He he tends to to hit you at times. And if he knows he hurt you, he'll, maybe he'll drop his hands. Maybe he kind of walks off or gets a little cocky or kind of knows that, Oh, I got you hurt. Right. Those walk-off punches aren't ideal. Um, can leave you exposed, especially if you have someone that's not going to go away. Someone that is really good in spacing. Someone that is going to take your best one or two and he's going to land his someone like a Volskite, Ebol- Lokanowski But like you mentioned, too, brother, I mean, Max Holloway, when it comes to being willing to stay in the pocket, go to war, I mean, Max Holloway's been in there with not not only Volkanovski for almost an hour, but, well, I think over an hour, actually, They fought like what, three or four times. Um, But Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, like Max Holloway has been in there with the who's who's, and he's only 32 years old. Like, you can argue, maybe he's, I'd say he's still in his prime, not freshly there, right? You know, maybe the max before the islam or before the volkanovsky series excuse me um that was probably prime max that we've seen but max can get back to that point brother to your point i mean max versus ilia would be an absolute boxing delight would love to see how they counter each other how they you know pick up their reads and things like that Ilya again i think just boxing perspective is usually pretty clean Tends to get his hands back up. It'll kind of do the walk off. He'll get that one big looping, you know, hook or two going. I guess it just feels like once he starts to get going, it's it, it, it's it's slow. He he's not throwing fast combinations. It's everything's heavy, but it, it leaves a little room for some counters or a short hook or an elbow. Or if you know if you're willing to take that, if you can walk through that first or second. You could probably get to yours. I I think I'm picking up what Matt Max is saying there in that sense.
1: I I can agree in that sense, but at the same time, like using Bryce Mitchell as a barometer for being hittable or not, Bryce Mitchell averages over a 75% hit clip on accuracy. So what I mean by that is if he throws 100 strikes on average, he's landing 75 of those. More often than not, he's actually landing 81 out of 100 strikes. When it came to fighting an elite level striker like Edson Barboza, he actually landed 182 out of 209 strikes. If we back it up even back to 2019 when he fought Matt Sales, he landed in an 85% clip, landing 24 out of 28 strikes before getting the sub. In 2020, Andre Touchy Philly landed 100 out of 135 thrown and uh, 46 out of 69 significant strikes landed. So again, over a 70% clip. Over Charles Rosa, we're talking 60 out of 74 thrown versus landed. 81% clip. So Bryce typically has a very very strong striking accuracy percentage. Um, Tapuria is an elite level boxer who leaves himself open to leg kicks and and a lot of other things. If I'm being honest, like he doesn't have the greatest defense in the world, but his power and his entries for his boxing are something to behold. Uh, so I definitely agree, Mad Max. He was ground and pounding a lot of those people, but even on the stand up. His striking accuracy on the standing exchanges was pretty solid, in my opinion. He's able to pick shots and land because he's long and lanky. Um, kind of in the way that Jermaine Sterling is, right? Like when Jermaine strikes, if you go watch the first Peter Jan versus uh Jermaine Sterling fight, I wouldn't tell you that many people, like if you ask 10 people to watch that fight, they probably wouldn't tell you, like maybe eight out of ten of them would say, Oh, Jermaine was losing the fight. But he was outlanding him. He was piecing him up for the most part up until it looked like he was starting to gas out, right? Uh, And then obviously the the illegal knee and all that stuff. But again, I just don't think that using certain fighters like Bryce Mitchell as a barometer for someone being hittable is necessarily fair. I do agree with you, though, um, to make the long story short, when I say that Ilya Teporia is hittable. He leaves his head on the center line. We saw it against... um, jai herbert who has like the best worst nickname in the world what is it uh the black country banger (laughs) jai the black country banger herbert um so yeah i i'm i'm gonna agree with you he is very hittable he leaves his head on the center line very often more often than not um yeah i feel like he was getting his stuff rocked in the first round in that fight but then he came back and won I personally see this fight going very similarly to the way that that fight went, actually, against um, Jai Herbert, the black country banger. I think that our our guy, Alex, is going to come out very, very strong against Ilya Taporia in the first round. But then I think uh, as our guy downloads data, he again, he's not the most defensive fighter, but I do think that he downloads data during the fights and adapts offensively. And finds holes and openings, and if you pair that fight IQ and that ability with his power that he brings to these exchanges, he's a very formidable foe. And I just, uh, I'm kind it, of withdrew on this one. I feel uh, like maybe Alex isn't in the best headspace for this one.
2: Well, yeah, and and, you know we can be uh, we could cast our judgments or try to poke holes on uh, Ilya Tapori, but the dude is undefeated. I mean, the guy's you know no blemishes to his record thus far also doesn't know what even sniffing the victory smells like. And there's something to that when you're at that age, you know the ripe age of 26 years old, as many of y'all may know, or if you're feeling younger, then you know exactly what it is in the sense that you feel invincible, right? 26, you're undefeated. You're the number two ranked guy. You're going to be fine for the title. I mean, you, you've you got to be on top of the world, right? You're putting Spain on your back. Pretty good looking guy getting some gq deals whatever you're doing um yeah he's got to be filling on cloud nine but he, he's worked hard to get here and there's a reason for it i mean dude when he's i mean frankly just puts on a show every time he's in there man so i'm curious to see how he can weather the storm um you know can he fight on his back foot right i know he's used to being the bull the matador there in spain but um what if what if he's not the bull, right? Can I You know, what if he's getting the horns as well? And when you're locked horns there, hey, how long can you do that song of dance? We know Volkan, obviously not against a bigger, unfortunately badder individual in Islam, but any other dude on the planet, I mean, golly be, I mean, I don't want to cuss here, but God damn it, like, how do you bet against Islam Volkanovsky, brother? Like, why do I keep saying Islam Alexander Volkanovski? I'm all over the place. I gotta take Islam a step back. Islam beat so here.
1: bad he took his name
2: because <laughs> of the daddy. <laughs> uh, I'm pouring another shot. I'm I'm a little Is- too Islam stiff. Alexander
1: Volkanovski here, uh, the the fucking uh, feather mm-hmm. bantamweight champion of the world.
2: It's like Vegeta and uh, Goku uh, come Vegeta. fusion. Little that's the true best fighter, Islam Volkanovski. <laughs> <laughs> alexander makachev
1: <laughs> alexander makachevsky um islam russian new zealand pride
2: <laughs> oh, i love it but yeah man i mean that's it's a fun division there, there's a lot of a lot of uh great fights to be had here it's gonna be a fun year we got yadi rodriguez versus brian ortega um that's gonna be a fun one in mexico some implications there. You know, yeah, you is someone to be messed with, man. Someone you always want to root for. Someone that's always in the conversation. Um, even Aljo. Aljo's making his debut. What if he goes out there and makes some splashes? I, I'm,
1: I'm both excited and concerned about Aljo.
2: I'm curious. I'm curious. Like I've
1: been an Aljo fan for years.
2: Um, how's he going to w- wear the... Face. How's he going to, like, hold that weight? Um, what's his approach going to be? You know, striking-wise yeah. and everything. Like, how's he going to, you know... Come out there Maybe
1: it's going to go for him the same exact way it went for conor mcgregor where like he'll have uh one or two really stunning performances at the weight class but then after that it's really just going to plateau out and we're going to realize a lot of what made him like i mean don't get me wrong he's an extremely special athlete his skills on the grappling like front are just next level um i personally find myself enjoying watching his scrambles more than i enjoy watching most other fighter scrambles for example so uh I, I know that what he brings to the table is lo and behold, like a very, very high caliber. But I feel like he is big for the weight class he's in and small for 45, which exactly what Tico Tech llc just said. He said Aljo is so small for 45. Uh I agree. I just I don't think he's a big stylist or a stylistic. I don't think he's a big sizable guy for the weight class. And it's kind of like Conor McGregor, like. Conor's not a big 155-er, in my opinion. Uh, well, nowadays he is.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: yeah. When, when he did uh, fight, he wasn't. He
1: with the thickness. But yeah, when he yeah. started fighting at 155. When he fought
2: Eddie, yeah.
1: Yeah, he just, he just looked like a very slightly thicker Conor McGregor that we were used to seeing at Featherway. He looked like a Conor McGregor that was not necessarily big and menacing and heavy. He just looked like a less depleted version of himself. So... Yeah,
2: a little more filled out.
1: With that, it's tough because... Aljo cut a lot of weight, but I don't feel like Aljo cut as much weight as Connor did. Um,
2: uh, Aljo's a big guy, man. I think we're, you know, I think we're maybe underestimating a little bit. I, I mean, he's I think he is gonna be strong in terms of his wrestling and, and what he likes to do. I just don't know if he can stand with a lot of these individuals in this weight class. Like that's, that's where
3: if
2: you're getting older, you're 34 now, sugar Sean O'Malley just KO'd you. Like what is illy going to do if he puts hands on you what is max going to do when he hits you 50 times around i mean what is arnold allen going to do to you if he just starts pulverizing you i mean that guy's a fucking he's a landslide coming at you brother my god he comes that's like you stole his lunch money or something like brother
1: if armed and starts hitting you like fucking chuck liddell <laughs>
2: rock'em sock'em robots as uh, Kenny Floyd would like to say here
1: Dude, look, it's rock'em sock'em uh, robots uh, right. rock'em sock'em robots <laughs>
2: yeah man yeah so that is the big question mark but exciting man each division has some uh, narratives man they have their own little stories to tell man
1: I'm excited Absolutely. same I agree with Tico Tech LLC here he might kind of be like Kevin Lee here too big for 55 too small for 70 maybe he's too big for 35 too small for 45 but honestly i and i'm hope i'm i'm hopeful that 45 is going to be a good a good division for him because the grappling advantages that he brought at 135 were again in my humble opinion i don't want to say largely negated but at the very least they were somewhat negated solely due to how advanced everybody else's grappling game is for the most part that he has to face at those divisions we saw what happens when he faced someone who maybe wasn't up to par on the grappling game and Corey Sanhagen and he got the very very quick submission over him so I don't know hell maybe he comes out there and looks like fucking hoist Gracie against these guys and just start subbing people but time will tell uh, as he gets down to the 145 pound division did you pour up your other shot that you wanted to do here
2: absolutely brother you ready thank you for the reminder oh, brother Cheers, y'all. Thank you. Thanks, y'all, for staying tuned or for just tuning in or for maybe stumbling across this. Either way, appreciate y'all.
1: We appreciate you spending the time with us on a Tuesday night. Going up on a Tuesday. Great song. That's uh, your girl
0: going up and she chooses
1: so Anyways. the song says going up, but in this case, we are going down and we are going down, down to way now because it's time to choose a champ. Um, probably one of the easiest choices I've had on this entire episode when it comes to, to choices to make. I'll be honest Whoa. with you. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I felt like this one was super easy. There's no other name on the tip of my tongue other than Saeed or oh. at uh, plus 15 miles. No, I'm absolutely kidding. I was like, jeez. Um, no, I'm fucking kidding, bro. It's like fucking 20 rows down. What the fuck? I literally just like scrolled down <laughs> to the unreasonable and pulled the name out of my asshole.
2: Oh, you said Said? Um, I thought you said Umar. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. The Umar,
1: other Umar Nira- would be far more reasonable. Like Umar, it could be. But U- Umar still has time where I think they're they're going to make him wait. I'm going with the same name here as Tico Tech. Go Marab. Oh, boy. Uh, but, but I also like what Drew said. Uh, Umar, <mumbles> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That was the okay. best, worst <laughs> Joe Rogan slip in the history of Joe Rogan slips. I'm going to say Marab, the Willy, um, champion of 2024. And then I'm going to go Umar, Namagamedov, champion
2: 2025. Wow. <laughs> Houdini going two years out now. Okay, okay. Tell me about Mirab. What do you, is it just, is he just too much to deal with? I mean, is it the 49 take takedowns?
1: takedowns in one fight uh, or take downs attempted in one fight? The guy's just a, an absolute beast. I mean, honestly, unless you are a frozen river, I don't think you can beat Mirab really. Um, and I mean, of course, those of you who know real ones know, as they say, Mirab tried to dive headfirst into a frozen river and it like cracked his skull. He had to get stitches. Um, Then he went back with his pair of boxing gloves and he punched the river after he got stitches. dude's an absolute psychopath. Um, No, I just, the reason I'm saying Marab is because he's lined up for a champ shot here. There's no story for Umair versus Sean O'Malley and they'll likely slow roll Umair. I don't think that they'll give him the the title shot this year, but uh, I, I just think he doesn't fight Umair this year. And as a result, Mirab rob Willie willy beats everybody not named um i love that so i yeah i i think uh that for for that reason i'm out dog
2: as they yeah. say
1: on shark tank uh Marab okay Willie, really man okay okay it's Rob's interesting, you're still getting
2: Aljo odds here at plus three fifty, which is interesting to see. But he already mentioned he's closing that. that door. Yeah, that's it a waste of money. Do not like, bet that, okay, ladies and gentlemen. If
1: Rob loses, um and Aljo loses, he's gonna come back down.
2: No. Yeah, do not do that. He's mentioned that door's closed. Do not waste your money on that bet. Um, he's not cutting down. No. But happening. man, I, I'm gonna I'm just hoping this sugar show lasts as long as possible. He is a plus one fifty odd favorite. I think he's gonna have a great war with Marlon Chito Vera. But I do think he'll find a way to edge it out. He'll probably sit and wait and maybe fight one more time this year. And I say maybe because maybe, maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he just decides, I want to wait. He did mention probably fighting two times a year. Once is obviously coming up soon. So maybe one more time this year, but maybe not. That's the thing. It might just be a timing thing. He may just drag it out and not fight again with the belt so that is a safe bet in my opinion just thinking logistically again timing is everything ladies and gentlemen let's see when he's actually queued up the fight here because if it's not for another month or two i mean yeah i don't potentially i see him potentially waiting to to um for that next matchup one to favor him but also why rush it right if you're if you're sugar um I'm trying to think what date is that matchup? Because he was on, is it 299? Is that where he's queued up? So March 9th. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a good chance he may fight one more time this year. So that is something to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I do like your thoughts around Mirab versus Henry. That is a, a a potential number one contender matchup. Sugar obviously has his beef with uh Mirab and Henry. There's actually both narratives around both those fighters, so the story is definitely there. Um, and you got to assume that Marab's going to make mincemeat of our boy, Henry Cejudo. I mean, obviously, Aljo was able to get the better of him. But Marab is just a little more explosive, a little more, I guess, one-dimensional or just more machine. willing to... He's a machine. I mean, willing to get after it 49 times in a fight is absolutely insane. So I think he's going to win. But this is where I think I'm going to go off the reservoir a little bit here. Yeah. Now, stick with me. Stick with me now. Mirab wins, right? He'll probably call out Sugar Sean. I don't think he gets that right away because there is one other individual that needs to be in the contention conversation. And we're talking about a... the sandman's coming in to steal the show 24 it's his ear Corey sam hagen is the Pokemon. man Never course and him sandman sandhagen brother how are we not talking about this guy he's in the conversation i think he goes and fights marab and i think he channels his jorge masvidal moment he knows what Murav's going to try to do. He's going to try to sniff his crotch 50 times in 25 minutes. He's going to gonna run out there and Wah! throw some knees or some feet or some elbows. He's going to knee him right there. And I think he's going to knock him out. Crazy. Stick with me, though. We've seen crazier things happen, y'all. I think Corey Sanhagen is deserving of a title shot. He's going to have to go through hell. He's going to have to be the fucking juggernaut. But maybe he's Deadpool. Maybe he's able to do it. I don't know, brother. What you think?
1: I think you're a little bit crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. Uh, so basically, it sounds like you're leaning towards the Sandman. Corey Sanhagen.
2: Sugar, and, and Sanhagen. Those are That's where my money's sugar going and this Sanhagen. year. A
3: right.
2: little Sugar, a little Sand, baby. Little I'm sugar, little it. sand. Little sugar, little sand.
1: Oh, man. I'm not mad at it. I'm definitely not mad at it. I am you may not, not
2: agree, not but you're not mad at it. I don't agree. I definitely <laughs> don't
1: agree, but I'm not mad at it.
2: Um, I'll take it. I'll
1: take it. It's tough. It's going to be tough for San Diego to get past Umair or Mirab. That's um, the thing,
2: Umair there, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's sitting around
1: lingering. I think it's going to be tough, man. I think it's going a bit um The other name that I have here. Because, you know, I, I can't I can't just go one. Um, if you're going two on this one, I'll go ahead and go two on this one. I'll go Marab and I'll go Chito Vera at plus 1,000 odds. It's hard not that's to he's gonna win the belt in literally just a couple months.
2: Dude, that's it.
1: Woo-hoo-hoo.
2: Woo. You, you watch your mouth. You watch your mouth.
1: I'm just do you know though. what I think, bro. I, I think, I think he's going to win it.
2: He's beaten him before. can happen.
1: I mean, she I saw does a, a tough guy, week last year and he was he was so high. I don't know if he feels pain, bro.
2: It should be. He walks around with his little uh he was for sure on his or or something. or oh, whatever. Probably we, that we took a picture
1: yeah. with him and it, yeah. he was actually a- along the same picture panel was Pedro Munoz. They're standing next to each other. No idea they were going to fight each other a few months later, obviously. Um, right. But at, at random, like we look up and we're like, dude, Cheeto looks pretty gone right now. <laughs> and then we look down and like, we finish our drink and we look up, not, not even two minutes later. And all the rest of them are still there taking pictures with the fans and Cheeto's nowhere to be seen. And we're just like, where did he go? Like he fucking just <laughs> ninja out of the way. Um, Houdini, <laughs> Houdinied himself out of there. But yeah, I think he's going to do the same thing into a belt. I think he's going to Houdini himself into the belt. I think he's going to get it. There. Um, Drew said, Dana White went on IG Live about 20 minutes ago. We get more 300 announcements tomorrow. Let's go.
2: Yes. 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 Inject it right into my veins, baby. Thanks, Drew, for the update.
1: Thanks, Drew, for the update. We appreciate it. Drew Shepard over here. Said, uh, (laughs) Cheeto has already beat the current champion. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And he will. Right, you are, Cotton. Right, you are. Easy, easy money here. Plus 1,000 odds on Cheeto Vera. And, uh, You already know my other one's going to be Mirab the Machine. Devolish Billy. Now, Nano, I'm going to let you take the lead on this next one here because it's your turn as we're popcorning back and forth. Popcorn. Men's UFC flyweight. My guy.
2: Oh, this is a fun division, man. This is a fun division. Uh, And I I think I probably have a little bit of recency bias because we just saw the champion display his dominance over my boy Brandon Hoyval. So I'm going to lean with uh, Alexandra pantoja i think he's gonna retain it the dark horse for me is brandon moreno that's the only other person i'd possibly put any other money on because that's my guy okay viva mexico si se puede um I just i'm a huge fan of him i'd love to see him have that chance he's always one fight away so it is very likely to happen he's always willing to be the backup fighter or like we talked about being available so brandon Moreno is always right there within striking distance there are some tough guys, though, right? And Amir al-Bazi at plus 400. Muhammad Mokaya making his uh, a jump here at plus 800. Man, <laughs> you know, I mean, interested, but no. I, I think as you, as I look down that list, it just feels like Alexandria at this point is the guy. I think it's his reign at this point. I'm quickly going to look how old he is because 33. He might stick around for a little while.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be around for a little bit. That's my pick. (laughs) Brandon's my second. Tico tech LLC here is drew. The guy who said, I want to oil you up in Dana's life to which drew responded. I'm already banned. Sadly. (laughs) Oh, I love our chat. It's the best. Um, So with that being said, I, am going to go ahead and just outright agree with you. I think Alessandra Pantoja is the safest bet here on here. um, As far as flyweights go, but you know me, there ain't nothing about your boy that yells safe. All right. Uh, so we're going to be a little bit dangerous. We're going to go plus 400. I'm going to go with the Prince. I'm going to go with the al Bazi. I think uh, of all the people outside of the championship uh, kind of reign here that have not touched gold yet. I think he's probably the guy outside of that. If you really, really want me to to kind of throw something down, maybe Muhammad Makhayev um, at plus 800. I don't hate that, but uh, it's also super far-fetched. So... Yeah. Um, let's see what drew Toledo said. Cause I think we're actually hive minding again here might not be this year, but watch out for Tatsuro Taira just broke into the top 15 and can beat you standing or on the ground. If he was top nine already, I would probably put him for my 2024 futures, but he also seems like someone that is weary of the Icarus effect and taking a slow roll route to the top. Very, very smart. We have been high on Tatsuro Taira on this channel for a while. Um, I'm pretty sure you and me have watched him fight a couple times in my living room, Drew. So you already know I'm riding that fucking train. I've been riding that train since before other people have been riding that train. And uh, I know me I mean, man, have both been on it. And and so is the the co-host here. Nano.
2: I mean, he would be chasing history if that were the case, because he would be 23 years old. He's 23 years old now, I should say. Or no, no, no. He's 22, he's 22. He so just he'll 22 be 23 year. next year. Yeah. And that's how old. No the goat john, john jones. jones was so oh i mean you're talking about greatness now druski i'd love to see that about it <sighs> yeah. someone else to have in that conversation yeah be, hey he's an absolute savage like um he mentioned he has all the tools and so does an amir the prince albazi brother that guy's an absolute savage find out of iraq i mean dude's putting on for his country man even though you know i know i, I said iraq some people may have their feelings believe that aside y'all He's a great fighter, a great human being, and dude is a savage man. So,
1: dude's an absolute fucking beast. He's putting and he's it on facing, for his people fighting out of Baghdad, Iraq, to be specific. Uh, the prince is the man,
2: and he's fighting my guy, Brandon Moreno, February twenty fourth. So that will be the telltale sign. If he goes out there and he gets past Moreno, my boy, he be champion. Huge statement. Yeah, yeah. Can't deny him after that, right? I mean, can't deny him that title shot. I would say so.
1: And also shout out for the chat here with the Panini cards. He said, I also have a high value rookie cards of him. So, you know, money. Um, Love to see it, baby. Love to see it. We'll have to bring those international fight. We can get them signed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So uh, we are are in different boats, it seems like, on this one. Seems, Seems like you have Alessandra Pantoja and your boy Brandon Moreno. I've got Alejandra Pantoja and Amir Albazi. Um, more heavily leaning towards Amir Albazi, if I'm being honest here. And uh, you know I always like to be honest here, folks. So, moving into the women's UFC Bantamweight belt here. Guys, this one is arguably the dumbest one to bet on. Um, just the dumbest one to fucking bet on. Because we don't even have a champion right now, right? Like uh, Juliana Pena hasn't fought in 25 years. uh Mario Buena Silva is the second best bet that we have, and I love Marubueno Silva. But come on, folks! Like, there's so many other names. Like, this is where you sprinkle some random shit to make some money. Okay, let's just be honest here. I ran Aldana plus 750. Gonna sprinkle something on it. Why the fuck not? Because why not? Because why not? Um, like Valentina Shevchenko doesn't fight in this weight class. Do you understand me? And she's the same plus odds as this top five ranked female who actually does and put on a potential fight of the year. So I'm going all I'll on this one. That's my big pet. Uh, that that's, that's my, my big pick. I'll probably hammer like a solid unit into that one just because it can happen. And if it does, it's pretty solid money. Um, I honestly don't know if there's going to be a lot of other people that I hammer a lot on, on this one. Holly no, it not in the title picture. Luana Santos is not in the title picture. Carol Hosa is just nowhere near it after that loss. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to throw money away on this one.
2: Yeah, this is a tough division. Like you mentioned, it's, it's borderline, um, on the fringe of even sticking around, you know, there is a lot of controversy, but um, all things considered, uh, Juliana Pena seems to be the odds favorite here, plus 250. Man, I mean, she is mentioned wanting to find the cha- wanting to fight the champion, um, who is going to be crowned at UFC 297, and that's going to be between Myra Bueno Silva versus Raquel Pennington. So, I do like uh, Myra Bueno Silva in that matchup to beat Raquel Pennington. Um, Chitara, that is Myra Bueno Silva. I think she's got a lot of great tools. She's a strong girl. Um, but man, I mean, Juliana Pena, like she, she's a savage as well. I, I do... It's tough for me to think about her. I mean, I did see her beat Amanda Nunes live in person. I saw her shock the world there with my beautiful fiance, Amy, who treated uh, us to that fight there, but Boy, oh boy, like that was um, quite a sight to see. I'm probably going to always put a little money on Juliana Pena. It's cringy. I don't love it, but that's the safe bet. What's crazy to see is Valentina Shevchenko at plus 750. Just the same odds as Irene Aldana. I mean, I know we were kind of playing a similar game here. We're going with our first choice and then secondary, maybe a safer option. But the same odds as Irene, I mean, man. What if Valentina just says, you know what, Alexa got me a couple times here. I know I've said in the past I want to stick at 135, but I'm just going to stop doing the weight cut. Or 125, excuse me. But I'm going to stop doing the weight cut. I'm just going to go fight at 135. Go get another title, add to my legacy. I mean, she's an immediate favorite. One fight away. Maybe you throw her right into a contender fight. And, man, she's got all the tools as well, brother. I mean, she can maybe get out-wrestled a little bit by some of these big girls, right? Like a Juliana Pena she can also strike with the best of a man. I mean, and she looked damn good against Alexa Grasso, right? I mean, you can argue. Was there a point deduction? Am I misremembering mis- this? Or was it just a split decision that... Or no, someone scored a 10-8, right? It was the 10-8 co- controversy.
1: It was a 10-8,
2: yeah. The 10-8. So, yeah, I mean, arguably could have won, right? Arguably we could still be champ. But if she does decide to go up, boy, that's, a, that's good. It's that's good odds.
1: That's just
2: yeah. I mean, what do you think there?
1: I mean, it or, is, are you assuming it is, she
2: does? Yeah. Do you think she'll go up though? Odds.
1: I I just don't know that she'll go up.
2: Yeah, she's mentioned not ever wanting to go up.
1: There's just Any, no reason. She did. It's yeah. like it's like Demetrius Johnson. Like they invented flyweight for him. Why go back up to bantamweight? Doesn't make sense. They did you a favor by making a weight class that that befitted you. Why why kind of bend them backwards to to go back on it um so yeah, i mean I, i'm with it i don't think it's the worst idea but I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on this one i think irene Aldana is probably a safer bet than hoping valentina goes up um but we can talk about valentina's weight class if you want to if you really want to
2: <laughs> is that where your money's going there do you think she's gonna dethrone my girl alexa grasso because i'm throwing my whole bank account at my girl alexa man i'm Not backing up chance. the brink truck Okay, there we go. There
1: Not a chance. Go. I'm betting it all on Natalia Silva at plus two thousand five hundred. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> and, and maybe next year. i I actually, that might be a real one because I'm. I'm pretty high on Natalia Silva, if I'm being honest with you. But Jeez. My my two picks for this one are going to be Aaron Blanchfield and Manon Fior. I think mm. Manon is uh, just an absolute beast in this one. Yeah, uh, I mean the, wow. the French mixed martial artist is an absolute beast. And I say that on purpose because her nickname is literally the beast. Um, she trains out of the boxing squad. She is a stud. She's a finisher, right? Uh, you, you typically in women's fights, don't see a ton of knockout artists, but that is exactly what she is. She's got 11 wins, six of them coming by way of finish. All six finishes are by way of knockout slash TKO. Um, more often than not, it's by punches. Uh, So I think she has like five knockouts by punches. It's very fun to watch. I think she's a bad matchup for pretty much anybody in the top five. I think she is a bad matchup for Alexa Grasso. I think she's a bad matchup for Aaron Blanchfield. I, I think she's a bad matchup for Valentina Shevchenko. Call me fucking crazy. I also think she uh, is a bad matchup for Tyler Santos. The only person that I actually worry about her fighting is... Zhang Wiley, because I think if they just go toe to toe in the center of the octagon, Zhang beats her on power and Zhang is pretty fucking crispy with her form, too. So a lot of different kind of um, ebbs and flows to that fight. I think that. Yeah, I think I think Monona is probably my bigger bet in this one. And what's crazy is I'll really know who to who to hammer it in on after their next fight happens in March, because Monona is actually fighting Aaron Blanchfield.
2: So yeah, my two guys are fighting each other.
1: um, And I think the winner is going to make me money.
2: That's a good call. It's a good call, brother. I'm definitely worried. I mean, uh, my, my money's on Alexa Grasso. I think she's going to continue to, you know, have her reign. Um, I think she's so well-rounded. She's proven that she's dethroned the previous pound for pound, best potentially still one of the best ever in that weight class um and that being valentina jevshanko i mean her her career speaks for itself so that title being the queen there like um the the targaryens uh like my girl um i like her name khaleesi denarius denarius who's khaleesi what am i thinking of these other names denarius
1: yeah but, khaleesi. Um, khaleesi was it is khaleesi right call. i was- called her khaleesi but her name was uh denarius targaryen
2: yep you're right you're right but no honestly the 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 John Snow in this equation or the 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 villain is Manon Fior, man. I mean her striking is absolutely insane. She's got yeah, a ton of knockouts on her background. Uh, she's vicious with her with her strikes, man. She's got that like Steven Wonderboy kind of a uh, karate like style with her kickboxing pedigree. Um, or I don't know if it is it karate or kickboxing. I, I feel like I'm I'm jumbling together as we speak here. But I mean, her her variety of strikes is just a freaking sight to behold, ladies and gentlemen. She's and she's a tall, strong, lengthy, you know, like big framed woman. So she uses her size really well. She can get those leg kicks on you, even if you're trying to escape. You know, run away in the octagon boy, she's, she, she's going to find you. Like she's a, she's a problem. I, I would be worried for my girl, Alexa. The only silver lining is hey, with more limbs, there's more for you to grab onto. And Alexa, if she sees the limb, she sees a leg. I think she'll grab onto that thing and try to rip it off. So, um, that's going to be a hell of a fight. Hopefully that gets queued up sometime this year, but Alexa Grosso versus Manon Fior will be a banger. First off, she has to get through Aaron Blanchfield, but she's no walk in the park. I got to give her her flowers as well. She does have a strong, well-rounded game, and if she gets Manon Fior on the ground, hey, what's she gonna look like there, right? Can she stuff the takedowns? Can she um, handle herself in the grappling? But like you said, like she's a vicious fighter that's looking to to get you out of there. So at all any opportunity there is to be offensive to land a strike, she's she's finding it and she's hurting these girls and so she's getting them out of there. So she's a problem it's gonna be a fun one that's definitely probably my dark horse i hate to say it but i gotta be you know somewhat unbiased here on this program and uh acknowledge that that would probably be my second my second bet i hate to say it but alexa grouse number one as always don't get it twisted but we're known for yours safe bet ladies and gentlemen it's a good bet
1: pretty safe bet bet. um Speaking of safe bets, just going to take a quick side tangent. One of the guys in our our Twitter group chat that uh, is is a hell of a capper, D-Baby Billionaire here. The guy has won a shit ton more money than we have. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude is an absolute beast. He just posted his first official bet of 2024, and it is a $5,000 wager that he hits. Uh, So he is putting $5,000 down on a two-leg parlay, Tom Nolan moneyline and Joshua Van moneyline on the prelims this Saturday, five thousand to win nine point four thousand.
2: So uh, Joshua Van, I do like Joshua Van. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, you can find the two that prelim fights. What a, what a legend!
2: What a legend!
1: Fun fact: When we were at IFW, uh, Jalen actually bet the four favorites on the early prelims, and all four favorites ended up hitting. And oh. uh that funded his his bets for the rest of the night and then as ddp was walking out against uh, drickus he's like i think i might put 100 on on uh, i think he was going to put it on rob i can't remember i was pretty i was pretty faded but i remember <laughs> i looked up and i was like put 200 on ddp and he's like fuck it i'll match you and then ddp went out there and did what he did against rob and we had 400
2: oh, on him oh my god damn so you we guys was
1: very expensive alcohol after that
2: yeah, that's sickness.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's legendary. It was,
2: it was that's was legendary. Time. It was oh yeah, a <laughs> Atta boy, auto boy.
1: So yeah, we hit. We had a we had a pretty good night that night. Um, we had a pretty good night that night, folks. Yeah. Speaking of good nights, you want to have a good night for yourself? Manon Fiore, probably the safe bet there. Um, if if you don't feel super confident doing that, then do Manone Fiore and sprinkle a little like salt bay on Alexa Grasso. Uh, And with that being said, we are here, folks. We are into the last weight class of the night. We got the women's UFC straw weight division. Final futures bet. This is another one that I'll be honest for me. Pretty easy. Pretty fucking easy, but I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one because of (laughs) how easy mine is. I don't really have a ton of heat behind it. I just feel like I'm gonna be like there's there it is on the table boom that's my pick
2: yeah i mean it's I and mean, we can maybe just maybe we're gonna be in agreement here maybe we we'll just talk about how much of a badass this fighter is and how she's even a potential heavy favorite if you to say go the up.
1: same name as me we're doing one last shot to close out the show there's no fucking chance
2: well well, okay okay well now i'm now i'm definitely thinking it, we're not on the same page <laughs> there goes all my confidence I'm going Zhang Wei Li. I mean, there's no one else. Okay, I think right, is we're not be, on okay. the same page. <laughs> OK, <laughs> what? are you OK? Talk to me now, because mine is minus one twenty five. She's a beast. She's well-rounded. She's doing everything right. But lay it on me, you MMA anomaly.
1: You know me, man. Uh, mixed martial arts, something a little different. It's an MMA anomaly. That's me. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the opposite here. I'm going to say Tatiana Suarez. She could be. I think she gets it done. I think this is the year for her. I think this is the, the power year for her and Patchy Mix. Uh, and then I also think the Patchy Mix is probably going to end up making his way into the UFC in the next year or so. Let's see what Drew just said in the chat. FWIW, I'm seeing screenshots of Poeton posting on Dana's Live. I'm old. What does FWIW mean?
2: For your or f- fuck, what I what is what is what? Okay, all right. But what is Thank you what? For
1: somehow clearing that up, but also not clearing that up. I don't know. <laughs> 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 That's okay, my best so, guess. So, Poeton posted Stoneface for what it's worth. I do know that phrase. I didn't know that we were shorthanding that these days for what it's worth.
2: Love. Nice. Nice. I like Uh, it. I'll
1: add to the repertoire. Awesome. So Poetan apparently is posting uh, some fucking stone faces.
2: Is he going to fight them? I'm wondering. Is
1: he going to be on 300? And also, my big concern is this. All these announcements for UFC 299. All these announcements for UFC 298. Now we're getting announcements from UFC 300. Is International Fight Week this year going to be like the most watered down card other than Conor McGregor or what? What's happening? That's I don't know, man, have some craziness planned for International Fight Week and we're just overlooking it.
2: I mean, there's a lot of names out there that you can make some fun ones, right? Like some for the fans, some with some implications. I mean, is Islam Justin in in the wings? I mean, Islam's not going to fight till after Ramadan, so I guess maybe not. If that is the case. But it could well, be announced, Ramadan I guess.
1: Ends April 9th, 2024. So, he just... I mean, unless he's doing his fight camp during Ramadan, that's pretty unlikely, I think.
2: Yeah. Man. I don't know. Something's... I mean, he's been dropping a lot of heat lately. That's all I do know. But, yeah, man. It's, it's going to be exciting stuff, I guess... Is is he gonna announce? Is he? Who who else is coming off? Who else is gonna be out there? What are some big names? I guess Connor technically has been announced, right? So maybe that is just putting some finality to Connor and Chandler or whoever is gonna fight who. You see that uh, Jorge's gonna fight Nate Diaz. Dude, boxing. what do
1: you th- tell me? Your thoughts on that? Jorge Masvidal versus Nathan Diaz in a boxing match. Uh, like, what are your thoughts? Do you want to see it? How do you see it going?
2: Man, I mean, I am fans of both those fighters. So I'll try to watch it. Hopefully they get a better card going. I wonder if it's going to be on uh, Jorge's promotion or how it's all going to go. But um, I'm not that excited for it, to be honest. Um, I'd rather see them find the UFC again, if anything. But boxing, I think Jorge's probably going to piece him up, right? I mean, Jorge's probably going to be a pretty good boxer. So maybe that's his way to get back in the UFC or kind of test the waters a little bit, or maybe call out Jake Paul, who knows, but, uh, I love I guess it's entertainment, but I don't know if there's regular fights on I'm I'm not tuned into that one too. What are your thoughts, brother?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent on that one. Um, I just feel like it's exactly like you said, like, I feel like Jorge's got to piece him up. We pretty much saw that happening. Already what we saw in the UFC. So um, let's see what Miss Mary said here in the chat. It's Vegas and he's already got Connor. He knows the tickets will sell. That's a fact. I mean, so she's right about that. Realistically, if we have Connor in Vegas for international fight week, probably not going to end up stacking that card. Um, And again, Jorge Masvidal versus Nathan Diaz. He beat Nate already fairly recently, and he was doing it mostly on the feet. Nate's biggest threat in that fight was grappling. You take that away from him, and I feel like it's fairly one-way traffic here. So I, I don't really have a ton of interest in that one. I I just think that Jorge is the better fighter, especially as of late. And yeah, I mean, let's see what Tico Tech's here said. Uh, Tico Tech LLC. I believe Bilal is the only fighter I've heard of to do the majority of his camp during Ramadan which is intense. Um and no, he he beat Luke. Yeah. He he put it on Luke. Um Did he also do some of his camp during Ramadan for the Sean Brady fight or am I tripping on that one? Say that again. Uh, Did he do some of his camp for Ramadan or through Ramadan for the Sean Brady fight below Muhammad?
2: Oh, man, I think so. So Ramadan this year is going to be from March 10th to April 9th. Yeah, Yeah, which I'm sure last
1: year was in Ramadan. He finished the last half of it outside of Ramadan, but the first half of it was during Ramadan. And that's when he got that knockout of Sean Brady. So, yeah, (laughs) it's
2: possible. But yeah, I know Islam mentioned fast. already. Yeah, Islam already mentioned he's not going to want to fight during Ramadan. I'm assuming Bilal for the title. Are you going to want to try to do be doing a camp during that time? Which is, I guess, the next few months here. That's tough, right? And if you're Leon, I mean, maybe do you want some time off? Do you want to wait a little bit? That's some good questions to be asked, huh? Good. I mean, who knows? You yeah. see, you're probably trying to book it asap, right? But if you're Leon, maybe you're like, hey, give me a few months here.
1: If I'm if I'm the law, I'm really really pushing for that title shot ASAP so that you don't get passed up. Obviously,
2: true.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So then that's the thing. He may he may his hand may, may be forced a little bit. He may have to work around Ramadan or figure that part out. Then, got it. you got to do.
1: definitely got to do what you got to do when it comes to that man and i mean like not getting skipped over is a very tough task in itself these days we know it's a it's a popularity contest more than a meritocracy contest so that makes it pretty tough um now we've already gone through all the the different weight classes obviously so next question for you is which fight card are you most excited about so far 298 299
2: Ooh, Ooh. Man. And I feel like I'm trying to remember what each one is. I think 299, probably first and foremost, because it's my boy Sugar Sean, Marlon Tito Vera. <laughs> and as of recent news, our boy Dustin Poirier on there as well. Five rounder banger against Benoit Saint Denis. That's gonna be a hell of a five, right? I can't wait to break down down, break that one down with you further. Um heavyweight matchup on that one too curtis Blades versus Jaelton almeida is Jaelton legit curtis blades has kind of been that gatekeeper i hate to say it but he's a, a legitimate gatekeeper he's like the gandalf of gatekeepers or something i don't know he's he's a legitimate guy
1: he's on some gandalf the white shit.
2: yeah that's facts brother that's facts um gamra versus uh, rda rafael dos anjos that's a sleeper fight that's a sleeper fight so I'm juiced up. Oh, and did I freaking forget to mention? We got Gilbert Burns versus JDM, brother. Let's go. Bro, this is... Sheesh. Oh, and Peter Young versus Song Yadong, And Kevin Holland versus Michael Page. Michael Venom Page. Bro. This list is insane. This card's insane, bro. Pedro Munoz versus Kyler Phillips. I mean, every fight is, like, legit.
1: I mean, honestly, they're all insane. That's so cool.
2: That's a banger. That is a banger card. I haven't even seen 300 yet, but I think I'm more excited for this already.
1: Yeah, I mean, 299 is, I I think, just the the bee's knees of a card, right? Like, 297 is a pretty solid card just because of DDP versus Sean Strickland. And, and 298. I mean, Ilya versus Alexander Volkanovski, Tai Tuivasa versus Marcin Tibura, Henry Cejudo versus Marab Devalishvili. Pretty solid. But mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier versus BSD, Vera versus O'Malley of the rematch, Macy Barber finally getting the chance to really step it up in competition and go against the ultimate gatekeeper, as you said, and Caitlin and Like, the implications alone on this one are huge. Curtis Blades versus Jonathan Omeda, the fight we were supposed to see. There's so, so many. And and like, even if you just look down at the early prelims, Michelle Baida coming in against Mikhail Odachechik. Like, this is just got banger written. Banger,
2: dude. Banger. And like you said, brother, 298 is nothing to mess around with either, brother. We got some heavy hitters, bro. Jeff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary. Robert Whittaker versus Paulo Costa.
1: The home, the homie Andrea KGB Lee's on that one. Going to the Mavericks,
2: and we got your girl Tatiana Suarez trying to make her her uh, championship run here, brother. Against Amanda Limos, girl that just fought. She could go out That's there, cool. put in work. You know she's going to be asked for that title next. My boy Ty the Shoei Tuivasa. Here we go. Love seeing that. And like you mentioned, brother Marab versus Henry, then Alexander versus Ilya. Those two in itself. Worth the ticket of admission, brother.
1: Fireworks. And as Drew said in the chat here, when it's all said and done, 300 will be insane. dude. We is don't even have a main card for 300 yet. Yeah,
2: that's what's wild, huh?
1: And then that's, what's crazy is if you think about it, like, like UFC 300 is going to be happening April 13th in London. So that's going to be an insane card. And the very next month, or no, two months later, is when we have International Fight Week. Jeez. So I'm assuming all of the fights from 298 that are big and 297 that are big, whoever the big winners are, if they don't take a ton of damage, that's who we're going to see on IFW.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a really good point, brother. I mean, even at 297, that's coming up here at the end of this month. I mean, Sean Strickland, DDP. There's huge implications in that division. Someone's going to be active. Arnold Allen versus Mozart Evlov. That's a huge.
1: Tico Tech, Tico Tech LLC. I got to cut you off here. Has the Hell best, yeah. the best recommendation. The Anik brothers should fight each other to headline UFC 300. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tag them on on Twitter and see if they're down for that.
2: Yes, please do. <laughs> That'd be a good one. They have been, there's been some building animosity. The, the, uh, I would say the fantasy the,
1: football season has been tough. It we has lost, been uh, tough. quite a, quite a schism between those two.
2: I don't do that to the best of us, brother. I know that all too well. I'm in some family leagues and it'll get you. <laughs> it'll get you. But, um, maybe, maybe headline a prelim. I wouldn't, wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> Love Dude, those guys.
1: I'd, I'd be happy about it. I would be happy about it. Uh, Wait, like, prelim. What's that? So twenty-nine minutes ago, Max Holloway tweeted the, the John C. Riley, like looking around in confusion, <laughs> gif. So I'm thinking maybe he's gonna be on UFC three hundred.
3: Oh,
2: against who
1: well the first comment on the post is a picture of giga chikadze
2: whoa josh Emmett said he'd be willing to fight max holloway next that'd be Other sick
1: were saying ufc 300 max versus gagey for the bmf belt oh
2: That'd be wild if he goes up and damn, that. I mean, damn, that'd be just a sick fight. It'd be wild. I mean, take my money, folks. I'm down. Jeez. Josh Emmett called out Max. Maybe it's Max for a title eliminator. Josh Emmett versus Max Holloway. Yeah. I know Aljo wanted Max, but I don't think that's happening, right? I think they talked about that already, or is that? Yeah, Aljo's coach, so I think Ray Longo said that, that fight's off.
1: Yeah, I don't think that fight's happening
2: damn max holloway yeah this had come out a while ago that he was eyeing a bmf title fight one for the fans that'd be
1: fucking nuts yeah. versus dominic cruz the battle of the commentators Wow. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding that was a great joke drew um i i i would be down to watch that so yeah there you have it uh those are our picks now, the question is, what are the ones that you feel most confident in? Do you have like a top two?
0: Ooh.
2: Probably Pantoja and probably Alex. I'd bet the most on those two, to be honest.
1: Pantoja and
2: Alex. And Alex Bejeda, excuse me. Poetan. It's crazy. I mean, everyone else, it's like, I don't know. Shafkot, I do like a lot. as like a dark horse, but Leon can potentially retain it. I think Shafkot, like a lot of things still kind of need to happen there. I just don't know.
1: It'd be crazy here. Tell me what the odds are. Or
2: Islam, too. I don't know why I didn't say Islam. I should have said Islam.
1: Tell me what the odds are for these three parlayed together. So, Ilya for featherweight. Excuse me got yeah, Ilya for featherweight, Brendan Allen for middleweight, and Aspinall for heavyweight.
2: Oh, that's crazy. I get some pretty good odds. Let me check. Okay, sorry, it's taking a second to load here. I. Oh, so you're good. Get, get my face recognized. okay so you said Tommy boy
1: Tommy Aspinall
2: uh huh and then it was
1: Brendan Allen oh nice
2: okay one sec all in on my boy all in
1: okay yep and Ilya Teporia nice 10 pays
0: 1496
2: Fourteen hundred, fourteen thousand odds, fourteen eight sixty. Yeah. So five yeah, units get you seven forty eight.
1: Yeah, we'll put we'll put two units on that.
2: out a boy. Not a boy. That's nice.
1: I'm happy with that one.
2: That'll, be a, nice,
1: that'll be a nice little surprise on December thirty first. Sheesh.
2: Can't wait. That's some good ones, brother. I know. I have to try to find a parlay.
1: I'll be laughing my way all the way to the bank on December thirty
2: first. Hey. <laughs> money in the bank <laughs> shoddy what you think
1: <laughs> hey, all right guys well that's it for our future bets we appreciate you tuning in with us tune in again tomorrow where we will actually be breaking down the upcoming ufc fight card it is the first fight card we've had in like what feels like three years but it's only been about three weeks uh we have magomed on coming in against johnny walker to headline but before then, we have a hell of a preliminary card set up for you. We got Andre Arlovsky coming in against Waldo Cortez Acosta. We got Matthew the Jedi semi coming in against Preston Parsons. We got Marcus McGee. Fucking bad motherfucker himself. Maniac. Dragons. Let's Gaston go. Balanos. I mean, there's there's a lot of fights, guys. I could literally go on and name every single one of them. Not going to do that. One more I will name, though, is fucking Ricky Simone coming in against Mario Bautista. Oh, you gotta be watching that one. Fire all over folks. Banger,
2: just, dude. Couple banger. AZ fighters. Let's go. I'm gonna be had with the Show. I had
1: to yo, name out just to get Drew's attention. Yes, our, yes, Drew. That's is go. fighting. Andre. Um, we got to meet him at IFW. He's terrifyingly huge. Oh, dude. And so solid. He felt like a tree trunk. I believe um, it. Genuinely felt like a a human tree trunk. So that's it for the episode, folks. Make sure that whether you're new here, old, returning, whatever the case, you like, comment, subscribe, smash that bell for notifications. And as always, we really, really, really appreciate you spending your Tuesday night with us. Or if it's a later date, we appreciate you spending whatever night it is that you're spending right now listening to us. And all we ask is that you keep on going and keep on growing. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Thanks again.
0: You've been listening to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. As you may have been able to tell, we dig the MMA, and our passion is to dive deep into the upcoming fights, give you our expert breakdowns, and help you make sense of all the chaos that is the fight game. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at MMAnomaly. Be cool, and we'll see you next time.